Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. This is your host, Netalina. So excited to be speaking with Bobby Rebel Kaufman today. She is the author of the best-selling self-help personal finance book, How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. Proven advice from high achievers on how to live your dreams and have financial freedom. And today she's going to be talking with us about how to prepare for your future financially and how to build financial freedom that so many of us all are wanting and working towards. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Bobby, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you on the show. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guests. So can you tell us about yourself and what it is that you do? Well, first of all, I am a huge fan of the podcast, and I'm so honored to be part of this. So thank you so much for having me on. And I also want to thank all of your listeners for giving their time to us. One thing I always say when I speak to groups is that we can always earn more money, but we can never earn back our time. So it's important that we invest our time in things that better ourselves and better our friends and family and the people we care about. So I want to thank everyone for investing their time in us, and I hope that they get a lot of value out of our conversation. I am a financial journalist, a financial expert. I'm the author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up, Proven Advice from High Achievers on How to Live Your Dreams and Have Financial Freedom. The book focuses on advice from hugely successful people that were kind enough to share their financial grown-up moments, times when they started paying close attention to money, kind of an inflection point in their life. And it's filled with a lot of exciting, dramatic stories that I still can't believe they shared with me. So I encourage everyone to check it out. So, okay, so there's a there's a lot that we could talk about. You're kind of this all-around woman, which is perfect. Very excited to have you on Thank the show you. because you really do represent what Rise Up For You is doing, and that's focusing on the woman as a whole person, not just one area, not, you know, not just the career, not just the relationships, but the self-worth, the money aspect, all, you know, every area really, every pillar that we call it. Um, so we can go, we could go a lot of ways. I'd love to know first off how you just got into this, this career or into this industry. So I got into this industry because I am the daughter of a Wall Street guy, and I wanted to be a journalist. And the deal that my father and I made when I wanted to take an unpaid internship, which is what happens in the news and media jobs, at least at that time, they're getting a little bit better about paying young people because they were sued because it's free labor. But at the time, he would not get paid, and he agreed to support me in the summer if I did business news because he hoped that I would come to my senses and go get a lucrative job on Wall Street. So then I background in business journalism, and I ended up really liking it. I loved learning all these sort of on-the-surface nerdy things like the yield curve and how the Fed works because it really made sense when you apply it to the big picture of our lives, because our personal economics are affected, of course, by the bigger world around us. So I got hooked, and I really have enjoyed a wonderful career in financial journalism. So I'd love to hear your take a little bit on, you know, we, 
it's really, really important for specifically as women to have an understanding of, you know, the financial world, economics, and it tends to be the area where the majority of the women lack the least amount of knowledge. Um, you know, maybe sometimes they're codependent or they just feel like the, another person in their life will take care of it. Um, so it's really important that we kind of get that knowledge. What are just some few things off the top of your head that you that you can provide to us that can kind of help create that financial freedom world or that world where we're at least a little bit aware of our finances and, and what it is that we're doing with our money? Well, first and foremost, knowledge is power is what we say, but also knowledge is money. A lot of uh, knowledge can go a long way. Excuse me, a little knowledge, I should say, can go a long way. So one of the stories that shocked me in my book when Sally Krawcheck sent it to me. Now, Sally Krawcheck, one of the most successful women on Wall Street, an amazing role model. I was so thrilled she was part of the book. She, early in her career, was very successful already at a young age, and she was married. Um, she caught her husband cheating and ended up in a divorce. That's not the lesson. The lesson is that she had no idea what was going on with her money. And here we have one of these women that was just truly a role model for so many with her career. And yet in her personal life, she simply wasn't paying attention. She didn't know what was going on in her own bank account with respect to her assets with her soon to be ex-husband. So the most important thing is to be aware. The project I'm working on now after how to be a financial grown-up, the tentative title is basically how to be your family CFO. It's going to be the financial grown-up guide to being your family CFO, something like that. We're playing with different titles because, and it's for everyone, but it is largely for women. We need to know what's going on at home, and, and you need to understand where the money's coming from, where it's going, what your expenses are, what your needs are, what your goals are. And I encourage women to be the CFO of their family and be the one who runs the money. I know it's a little bit one-sided. I do it in my family. And I'll be honest, my husband is the breadwinner. He earns far more than I do. He's incredibly successful. He's quite knowledgeable. But he'd rather not do it, and I'm happy to do it. And I run everything, all of our bills, our forecasting, our retirement, everything. And I encourage everyone to do that. And I think it's so important and, I, you know, I relate to the story that you that you just told us from your book because that's part of the reason why we have that pillar is, you know, for, unfortunately for our family, my mom, um, she became a widow at a very young age. We lost our father and she had no idea, no idea what to do financially. She didn't know where the money was, you know, how to even, where to even begin. And fortunate enough, my brothers and I were older and so we were able to kind of step in and help support. But if we were younger, I really don't know you know, what she would have done. So that that was kind of the pivotal point for, for Rise Up For You is we need to incorporate this pillar because I know that there's women out there that they don't know what's going on at home, unfortunately. And I think and I think the reason that so many women relate to you and your story is that that is probably more common than not. I wish I had some statistics. But in the book, as it happens, Elle Kaplan, who is a female CEO of Lexion Capital, which um, I I don't want to say it wrong, but I believe at the time it was the first female, I know it's an all-female um, Wall Street firm, uh, but check out Elle Kaplan. She's amazing. And that is the story that she tells effectively, where her father died unexpectedly and her mother had no idea what was going on with their money. So unfortunately, you probably in the mainstream with that story, especially the generation of our parents. And we can't let that happen to us. Absolutely. Speaking so of the Gen Xer, but speaking for everyone. Um, it just can't, it can't continue. It's not okay. And we need to take care of everyone. And that also brings me to an important point, which is don't just think about your own retirement and your children's college education. Find out what's going on with your parents, 
make sure they have the right plans in place, whether it's long-term care insurance, whether it's just being on top of signing up for the right benefits. I mean, if they mess up their Social Security, uh, mess up their Medicare, they've, you've got to make sure they're filling out the right forms at the right time and getting in the right information to make sure they get the benefits that they will need. Absolutely. So for, for those women that are, that are listening to this podcast, because I know that there's some listening that are, that are absolutely relating to this, where should they start? So I know you said that, you know, know what's going on at home, be, be aware. How do they, I guess, get even that little bit of, a knowledge, little bit of knowledge or even just that little jump start that's going to get them to that track? Well, in terms of, you know, looking at your family, is that what you mean? I, yes. I think you have to start with a conversation, but you need to very quickly actually look at the numbers. So, for example, um, you may, your your new spouse, let's say you just got married, and your new spouse may say, oh, yeah, I'm on top of doing all my retirement stuff. Just say, okay, you know, give me all the forms. Let me look. Because they may not be. They may be doing, let's say, 6% because that's what the employer matches, which is great, by the way. I highly recommend it as the minimum. What I didn't know at a young age was that it's not about just matching what the employer will just doing what the employer will match. It's about hitting that $18,000 mark. And nobody told me that. And my first job, I could not have done 18,000. My whole salary was 20,000. But at the same time, I would have liked to have known that that was at least the goal. The goal for your 401k, 403b, whatever it may be, if you have a, a defined contribution plan at work is $18,000. That's it. It's the number. That's the maximum that you can contribute. Percentages are great. Of course, if you can't do that much, totally get it. Many people can't, but that is the goal. And I think that the harsh reality of the numbers um, needs to hit you. And it's really important to have those conversations with the data in front of you. That's great. Thank you, Bobby. Don't uh, assume. Don't assume. In other words, don't assume your husband has enough insurance. Don't assume your parents have everything all set just because they reassure you that they do. They may not. Just uh, get the, get the forms, get the doctor, look yourself. Bobby, in your uh, in your book, How to Be a Financial Grown Up, I know you you have advice and you, um, from high achievers and how how to live your dreams and how to uh, you know create that financial freedom. Just off, off the top of your head, what are like two or three points from that book that you can um, that you can give us and, and kind of help empower us in this area? So one of my favorite stories was actually from Drew Barrymore, the actress, and she shared it with me in really a chance encounter. I ran into her. I met her for all minutes, but she was so kind and generous in her story. And she talked about the fact that she'd been approached at a very young age, age seven, to do some brand endorsements. And she turned them down, even though people don't know this, but if you read her biography, you would know this. Um, she was quite poor and struggling financially for a lot of her life. She's at the end of the day, the child of a single mother who was an actress who had spotty employment. People just know that she's, you know, the granddaughter of a very famous actor. That doesn't mean she had financial freedom. She really could have used that money, but she felt very strongly that she she wanted to hold on to her identity and to kind of own it. And when she finally did her first deal um, with a makeup company, she made sure that she had control. I don't know the financials behind it, but it was something where it was a partnership. It wasn't someone just hiring her to be the face of it. And that integrity is very impressive. And I was very struck by that and very impressed by Drew Barrymore. So I thought it was great that she shared that story with me. I, I think that's great too because sometimes um, as an outsider we don't really know what's going on, right? We we again we make these assumptions that she must have had financial freedom or you know you know she wasn't struggling, but you never know the backstory behind it all. Exactly, you really don't know, and we also make assumptions about people and 
how hard or not hard they may have struggled. We th- sometimes you see someone who's successful and you don't really realize how much went into that success. I love the story from Cynthia Rowley where she just by chance encountered uh, somebody who was a, a clothing buyer. She was did didn't really have anything going at the time she was designing her first line but the person wanted to see what she had they, they spotted her and asked you know who made her outfit and it was one of these well I did and sure enough she gets a meeting within a few days and she had to come up with basically putting together a whole line and she didn't even know what she was doing she said she carried it over in her competitors bags like she had old shopping bags and she didn't even think through what she was doing uh, but she got it together and she got that first order and it was really exciting. And we, of course, know what a success of the rally is. So these stories are really inspiring because they cut through the assumptions that we make about people's success. We sometimes perceive it as coming more easily than it did. But people have to be ready for the moment uh, when things may fall on their lap unexpectedly. And as I said with the Drew Barrymore story, I think it's important to always stay true to yourself and be careful and don't sell out. Absolutely. Bobby, I'd love to um, switch the conversation just just a tad. Um, as I mentioned earlier in the interview, you really do represent the all-around woman. And we're, again, we're very happy to have you on the show. You know, you're an award-winning TV anchor. You're a financial columnist. Uh, you're an author. So obviously, you're constantly developing yourself. And I know we talked off-air before we got started, and you were you know, talking about how you're still pursuing your education and the certificates. You know, talk to us why this is important, this professional development aspect or the personal growth that obviously you're constantly, you know, striving for. I think it's important to always be learning. In journalism, when I started, I remember my first big break was being on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, and that was sort of a dream job to stand on that floor and and be reporting. But the reality is right now, that exchange has been largely replaced by electronics. So the world is constantly changing, and you have to keep When I first started, I just did the reporting. By the time I left Reuters a few months ago to pursue the financial growth brand and the opportunities that have come with it, I had developed into doing social media interviews. As you mentioned, I was doing columns, which was a new thing. I'd always been a television journalist, so doing print was something new, a new skill that I had to learn. But I also had to develop all these other skills, which included producing videos. I had to do the graphics on some of my videos. I booked my own guests, my own research. I also would learn every little technology tool that I could think of from something as basic as the teleprompter and knowing how to work that. If someone needed the someone no one was there to run the teleprompter and someone needed it, sit down and run the teleprompter. Never be above any job. I learned to um, upload videos onto the web for Reuters, so in a professional capacity and quality control, editing my own videos. All of that stuff is really important. Whatever field you're in, learn every job. Don't let the 21-year-olds beat you out. Learn what they're doing and do that too, even if it's not your job. It used to blow people away when I would just walk over and they would be editing something and I would say, oh, let's change this little thing. And I would just sit there and just make the change. And people would look at me like, wait, she can do that? I thought she was just the anchor. And it was great to be able to um, kind of shock them that I had taken the time to learn these skills that they didn't think I was going to be able to do. How do you maintain that mindset? You know, I think that there's, you know, a good chunk of people out there that, they listen to that and they're like, wow, she's constantly learning and growing, but they're tired, right? They get tired or they're not as motivated. And so they just don't, I guess, have that drive. You know, what is something that pushes you to constantly be better? Well, I have children, so I have to impress my children. 
Um, I have a 10-year-old and I have an 18-year-old stepson and a 21-year-old stepdaughter. And I'll tell you, so the 21-year-old stepson comes out the other day and he made the most amazing video. We actually have green screen and lighting and microphones and all kinds of television equipment at home, both for my own videos that I'm working on that you guys will see soon, but also for the kids. And so I have to keep up with these kids and I got to keep their attention and I want them to be proud of me and I want my husband to be proud of me. So I'm very driven. And you know what? For that matter, I mentioned my father earlier on. I want my father to be proud of me. And so the people around me really inspire me to try to do my best and constantly improve. And the truth is, I enjoy it. I'm really nervous about the tests that I'm going to take in November. But I have to tell you, there's something empowering about having more information and in effect, more control over your life. Quick example, I'm studying tax policy among the exciting things, and I stumbled on something that apparently long-term care insurance is deductible or partially in some circumstances. As it happens, my husband and I purchased long-term care insurance. We're in our 40s or I think he just turned 50, So, but we, we decided to purchase long-term care insurance. My accountant hadn't asked us about this because it just never occurred to her to ask, and while we were filing the, the, our uh, tax returns, I mentioned to her, gee, according to this tax rule, I think we might be able to deduct this long-term care insurance premium that we paid this year for the first time. I don't know if we could. So just that little bit of knowledge saved me a significant sum of money this year on my taxes. That was really empowering. As silly as it sounds, it was real money. And it's information that my accountant just did not ask, no fault of hers. It just wouldn't be a typical thing. We never had it before. But I love the fact that I was able to do that by having that knowledge of something that seems so esoteric. I saved money on the bottom line that will pay for something for my family. I love that. It's it's really refreshing to uh, to see that you not only talk the talk, but that you walk the walk as well. So that, again, it, it's really exciting to have you on the show. Bobby, I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview. Just some quick questions, uh, kind of keep the, keep the action going here. Um, what's one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to other audience? So I actually read a book by Tony Robbins years ago called Awaken the Giant Within, and it truly inspired me uh, with so many career moves, but specifically to write this book because, as I mentioned, I had three children at home at the time when I started this venture, and nobody said, I mean, excuse me, everybody said I could never write this book. I mean, let's be real. I'm going to get major CEOs and business people to give me personal money moments about their, this book has literally someone disclosing that they had had cancer twice. It has somebody living in a car drinking alcohol because they're so depressed about something that happened to them. This is a nice teaser for the book, actually. And of course, we talk about the adultery. I mean, this is really quite the, you know, bombshell book when you think about the disclosures that these people make for the point of teaching people about money and, and making it real and making people understand what they've gone through. So I had a lot of pushback when I had the idea for this book. Nobody thought I could pull it off, but I would, was, would go back to this book that I had. I listened to the book, actually. It's on my iPad, or now it's an iPhone, I guess. Um, and it really inspired me, listening to Tony Robbins talking about how he overcame so many obstacles early in his life. And it really came full circle because, as you know from the book, Tony Robbins ended up writing the foreword for the book. So that was kind of a dream come true. That's incredible. And his new book, Unshakable, is also uh, quite impressive oh, yeah. as well. <laughs> I love, and you know what I love about Unshakable is that his book, Money Master of the Game, which I read twice because I am obviously a huge Tony Robbins fan, um, is a really challenging book to read in terms of the volume. And Unshakable really has the best knowledge from that 
in a more accessible form. And I thought that was great. And by the way, I recently attended Tony's Unleash the Power Within event. Um, and I highly recommend it to all of your listeners. It was a life-changing experience. And, and Tony's really wonderful. Um, I was fortunate to be up at, front, up at the front. But I'm telling you, this entire stadium in New Jersey that I went to, gosh, I don't know how many people were there. He touched every single person there. It was incredible experience. Wow. Life-changing. And Bobby, what's one value that you have that you've always stuck with throughout your journey? One non-negotiable. I think be true to yourself. Going back to that Drew Barrymore story, I think it's important to know who you are and know who you're not and be appreciative. One of the things that I talk about in the book at the beginning is that we all have different starting points. And Tony Robbins makes this point, but you kind of have to get over that and, and move forward. So some of us start with every disadvantage in life, um, as in the case of Tony Robbins. And I myself had many advantages. As I mentioned, my dad was a Wall Street guy. He was a successful investment banker. And I had a lot of advantages. And my answer to that is to say thank you and make the most of my life knowing that I've had so many things that have given me a head start and, and work to give back because of that and acknowledge it and be appreciative for what I have. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it the golden nugget here at Rise Up For You, what would that be? Keep learning. Always keep learning. Always keep challenging yourself. Never stand still. And lastly, as you know, we're the Rise Up For You podcast and the company is Rise Up For You. When you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? Oh, gosh, it's such a wonderful phrase. I, I, I wish I had it, first of all. I wish I thought of it first. <laughs> but uh, it means, you know, it's rise up implies a group, but for you also implies, as I said, being true to yourself. So be true to yourself, but bring, bring everyone with you. It's not a solo journey. It's, it's a community. And as I've talked about my family, my friends, I feel so loved and supported by so many people. And I think it's important to reach forward and also give back to other people and bring everyone along with you. Wonderful. Bobby, it really has been an incredible um, time here with you sharing this information. Um, it's, again, it's been an honor. How do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? So first of all, I do want to give something to your listeners. I do have a list of free financial grown-up tips that they can get. Um, they can just text the word Bobby, B-O-B-B-I, no E, just B-B-I, to 66866. That's 66866. Text the keyword Bobby, and they will get free financial grown-up tips for me, and they'll also get a subscription to my newsletter. I just started a couple months ago, but there's going to be a lot of great information for how to basically be the CFO of your family and take charge of your life, and, of course, more financial grown-up tips. Also, of course, please follow me on social media. Um, Bobby Rebel is basically the handle. I think on Instagram it's Bobby Rebel and then the letter 1, but I'm pretty easy to find. And of course, please pick up a copy of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And if you like it, it is crude for authors. And I'm sure all of your author guests say this. Please review my book on Amazon, um, Goodreads as well. It is gold to writers if you review our book. So we really appreciate um, anything. And, and just be in touch. All my contact information is on my website, which is my name, bobbyrebell.com. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you again so much, Bobby, for your time today. Thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to listening to more episodes. 
Thank you again for joining the Rise of Three podcast. Again, this is your host, Natalina. We want to make sure that outside of the podcast, you're still growing and always getting continuous knowledge and our six pillars. So we want to make sure that you head over to our website, www.riseofyou.com and take full advantage of the free resources and the benefits that we have there. We have articles and contributors from around the world. We have a number of other podcast episodes, webinars, and a ton of tools and strategies and tips that are going to help you rise up to the next step professionally and personally. You can find us on every social media avenue. We're on Facebook, on our Facebook page, Rise Up For You. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Everything is at Rise Up For You, and we would love for you to join us. And definitely, you're going to want to head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, and get your free startup kit. We have compiled the top podcast interviews, the top webinars, and the top articles that fall in our six pillars. Plus, a free startup guide, The Six Pillars to a Prosperous Life, that's going to help you take that first step to really finding and building the life that you want professionally and personally. So again, if you head over to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you get access to that startup kit for free. And don't forget to share. Our main mission is to empower, educate, and connect women globally. And we need your help to do that. So please help us spread the word, spread the message, share our content, share what Rise Up For You is about, and help us help you and other women around the world. Thank you again for joining us. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.